And welcome into Straight Up Sports. I am your host, Devin Albertson, and I'm, today I'm going to be joined by my friend, Luke Sanders, as we're going to talk about the playoff games. We have three games in each conference in this first round for the first time ever with the Super Wild Card Weekend, which I'm not sure how much that's going to stick. I'm just going to call it Wild Card Weekend. There's not a whole lot super about it, just an extra game in there. Um, but pretty excited here. Since we're both Chiefs fans, uh, they have the one seed. They will not be playing this weekend. We're just going to jump into this and talk about the AFC side first. And first, Luke, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Ready to talk about some football. Ready to watch some football this weekend. No, week 17 is nice and everything. There are a lot of playoff seeds on the line. But it's nice to be finally in the playoffs here. And talk about some games that are going to be pretty intense here going forward. And everyone kind of has the same motivations going forward. Yeah, watching the Chiefs last week was a struggle. So. Yeah, my boy, Donald Daniel, was still hurt, so I didn't get to watch that even. I was kind of disappointed. And Willie Gay got hurt, and DeAndre Baker got hurt. And I'm like, there's no reason to watch this game. Sorry, Chad Henney. So, we'll start with the first game here in the AFC um, two versus seven. This game's gonna be happening on Saturday at the noon kickoff. It is the Colts at the Bills. Uh, the Bills are kind of where the Chiefs were at a few years ago, where they haven't won a playoff game in forever, and they're got a really good quarterback at this point. Defense is, I think they're okay at this point. They've been better as the year went on. Uh, really got a lot of buzz going into this playoffs. They're playing Philip Rivers and the Colts. What do you see in this game kind of playing out? Uh, I see Buffalo kicking a tar out of them. That's really the only scenario that – I mean, it's either Buffalo wins by seven or Buffalo wins by 20-plus. Like, I don't really see the Colts having any way of winning this game unless Josh Allen just goes, like, um, prehistoric Josh Allen where he can throw a football and he had an accuracy of, like, 50%. That's fair, and – I don't usually bet on Philip Rivers in playoff game because it's Philip Rivers in a playoff game, and he's also playing in the cold. Not great for him. Um, he, had, I think, I was looking this up earlier. I think he won his last kind of cold playoff game that I can remember, which when they beat the Bengals a few years ago. But it was the Bengals, so there's always that to account for. Um, but it's not like the Bills have been barn burners here in the playoffs either recently as well. Uh, I know McDermott and his two. Head coaching appearance in the playoff has scored three points versus Jacksonville, then 19 and a loss two years ago last year to the Bill to the Texans. So it's not like the Bills have been lighting it up in the playoffs either, but Josh Allen is much better this year than he was last year. I was gonna say the Texans were all right on defense last year, but with the year they played Jacksonville, Jacksonville's defense was really good. As were the I Bills. Mean, Blake Bortles, the next round Blake Bortles threw for 96 yards and they won the game. So I mean Jacksonville's defense was really good. <laughs> yeah, that is true. They had a bunch of dudes over there, and um, there's a reason that they almost took Blake Bortles to the dang Super Bowl and probably should have, um, but they lost to Brady on the road. kind of happens there in the playoffs. Happens to a lot of good defenses there, losing to Brady and Belichick in the AFC. I, actually, I really kind of want the Colts to win this game, but I don't see – unless Josh Allen reverts back to – Dumb decision, Josh Allen. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I I, uh, I put some money on this one. Uh, <laughs> I actually bet in I bet an if, and then uh, so if the, if the over hits, the Bills cover. 
because I don't see oh. any way the Colts score more than like 21 points. So 51 and a half hits. I'm feeling really confident that the Bills just kicked the tar out of them. So yeah, at uh, that point they probably score about 31 points. At that point, it's 31-21 yeah. at best for the Colts kind of deal. Yep. Okay, I like the thinking there. Um, it would be poetic justice, though, for all the hype the Bills are getting right now and then lose to Phillip Rivers in the first round at home. Um, and I do worry about the Bills on this factor. They are going to have fans there, which you would think would be a positive, but it could almost – I was there as a Chiefs fan whenever they would lose home playoff games. In the atmosphere in the stadium where you feel like it's happening again – I'm not sure how well the Bills would be able to overcome that. It's something like that. It's something weird. It's because it is the playoffs. Phillip Rivers only plays in weird games. I have a feeling that for some reason they'll be down by eight with two minutes to go and no timeouts. Phillip Rivers has to lead them for the win or the tie. Um, and that just always happens with Phillip Rivers. So I'm, I do worry about that with the Bills a little bit with the wanting to get that monkey off your back. The first one's always kind of the hardest to kind of get there. And that's the one thing that gives me a little bit of concern, even though I think McDermott, is a good enough leader they can overcome that kind of deal. Yeah, I also think they don't have the heartbreaking losses that led up to that, oh my gosh, it's happening again. Like, you don't have True. the Mariota <laughs> poor progress, the luck fumble, like, just how are we going to lose this year? Like, No punts, and you still lose. You score more touchdowns than the other team. They only score field goals. You still lose. It just happened over and over for the Chiefs. The Bills just haven't been in the playoffs. So I completely understand yeah. that. So that is one thing that the Bills have kind of a feather in their cap. They haven't had the heartbreak. They've just been bad. <laughs> so that's why they haven't been in the playoffs. So I am curious to see how Josh Allen plays here in his second playoff game. And if it wasn't Phillip Rivers, I think the Colts have a really, really good roster. I just don't trust Phillip Rivers in this spot kind of deal. Yeah, I, I feel that. Buckner's a stud. That's all I'm going to say on their defense. He's so good. And so is their linebacker. Was it Leonard? Very good. Yeah. Okay, next game here, Steelers hosting the Browns. Oh, also, uh, what I'm looking at here with the CBS Sports, the Bills were six-and-a-half-point favorites, and I have the Steelers as a six-point favorite in this game. Uh, this was a game that I was kind of leaning towards taking the Browns just to be a little bit different, but all the COVID stuff they're having over there, it's really tough to take them in kind of a messy situation to beat an organization like the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. Yeah, I uh... – I did a quarterback parlay of just winning, and I was like, who do I take? And honestly, I went back and forth on that. Who's the better quarterback right now for a long time between Big Ben and Baker Mayfield? And and then literally as I'm putting this bet in, the COVID thing comes out. And I'm like, well, Baker Mayfield with his head coach is worse than Ben Roethlisberger with his. So uh, yes. we're going to go ahead and pick the Steelers on that one. Uh, I think that Pittsburgh will probably run away with this game with all the COVID stuff going on now. Yeah, I think, I think it would have been decently close, mm-hmm. but and the Browns without his play caller exactly. And it's not like the Browns are a model of consistency where they can overcome things, bad things happening. It's been a roller coaster of an organization, and Baker's not the most steady guy either. I think he's a decent leader. I just think he gets really up and down, and this is a really down situation without your head coach. You're one of your best O lineman, who was a second team All Pro, I believe, is out as well with COVID. It's just a lot for them to overcome against an organization that, one, has owned them for the past 20 years. A quarterback who's owned them. Mike Tomlin is a good coach. I don't think he's the best, but he's also a very steady guy, and they can overcome certain things when it comes to the playoff games. The Steelers have a very good defense. They can get for Baker Mayfield. He's not the most elusive guy. Steelers might let the score 20, 23 points to win this game. That might be enough here with the Browns being in kind of dysfunction. 
Um, so I'm taking the Steelers here as well. I was hoping the Browns would be at full strength, so maybe you could see some new blood there in the AFC. Um, I think the last time the Bills, Browns, and Chiefs were all in the playoffs was the early 90s. And I think Belichick was still in Cleveland. That's It's been a long time since this happened. And I don't think the Browns are going to make it past the first weekend. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, the Steelers may need to score 23 points. Well, they scored 24 with Mason Rudolph, so I think they can get it done. That's fair. Mason Rudolph is ungood. I don't think Big Ben's that great at this point, but he's also less bad than Rudolph is at this point. So we'll see how it kind of goes there. Um, And the team is just so used to playing each other. I don't love Juju Smith-Schuster. I think it was him running his mouth a bit about the Browns just being the Browns, but he's also not wrong. So can't really blame the guy for saying the obvious there. And then the last game here, this is probably my favorite game of the AFC of the weekend. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. The Ravens are a road three-point favorite. And I have a feeling you may have put some money on this game. And I think I know where you're going with it, too. I may have. I may have. Uh, I would like to thank Vegas for giving me plus money on the Titans again this year. Last year, I understood it. I I understood why you put the Ravens, but... uh, Betting against Lamar Jackson in the playoffs might just be my new moneymaker. Uh, we'll see this year. If it doesn't turn out this year, then I guess whatever. But uh, I just think the Titans are not as good defensively this year, no. which is true. But they still have Brable's a defensive mindset. And Lamar Jackson's a guy that you can scheme for. He's yep. not a quarterback that'll beat you deep. He's not a quarterback that'll beat you in tight coverage. You can scheme him away. And mm-hmm. I think Brable will have something going for him. Uh, Derrick Henry is a stud. He is the leader of the Running Backs Matter campaign. I would argue and, their O-line is very, very good, but he's also great. I'm not going to say can they Derrick Henry. He's very, very good. Yeah, I think if you take Derrick Henry off that team, he's not. A, they're not a playoff team. and He's probably the only running back you can say that about. Depends on which running back you replace him with, but I think it would be close. Uh, I don't know. But anyways, different conversation. <laughs> we won't go into that. I just think that the Titans will do enough. Tannehill's a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Like, statistically, this that's year, a yeah. proven fact. And, and so, guys, this is not – Luke is not a Tannehill guy. He hated Tannehill when he was in Miami. thought he was an absolute abject bust and disaster, which he was at the time. And he has resurrected his career was. in Tennessee. That's because running backs matter, Deb. Derrick Henry fixed him. Um, also, uh, Adam Gase sucks. <laughs> that's that's the biggest thing hey, we've taken. Adam Gase made Jay Cutler good, so let's not completely bash on Gase. Yeah, but everyone else has gone away from my, Besides Peyton Manning, who's great anyways, and Jay Cutler, who's an odd person. Other Everyone else who's, who's played under Adam Gase has not been good. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to count Darnold as one or the other until you see him go somewhere else. But that Jester roster was horrible. That's fair. I, I, I mean, like, the GM did a bad job. Gase yeah. isn't good. That's not what I'm saying. But yeah. I, I don't think you can even judge him on the Jets job because no one could have won with that roster. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, yeah, so Tannehill also, they have weapons on the outside that can burn you if you do try to load the box. I saw a stat earlier today. I'm not sure if I can get it pulled up here. Um, with the Titans in their um, – when they see single high safety versus two high safety, and it's a completely different quarterback there for Tannehill. Um, let's see if I can pull that up real quick. Because you want to load the box. The first instinct we play the Titans is load the box, take away Derrick Henry, 
and make Tannehill beat you. The problem is Tannehill is roasting teams in that situation. Uh, here it is. Um, Tannehill against single high safety this year, 24 touchdowns, six interceptions against two high, four touchdowns, three interceptions. So I get you want to slow down Derrick Henry, but at the same time, if you're just going to give up bombs to A.J. Brown and um, I forget the receiver there is, uh, he's pretty solid. Corey Davis. Corey Davis, that's right. Um, you also can't just give up bombs to them either. And when you have a corner like Marcus Peters who will bite on stuff, you're susceptible to getting beat over the top with some really, really good deep threats. Yeah, and I think that part of that that narrative, though, also is is that if you don't put that guy in the box, they will run for five yards a carry every time. And so teams are just like, we can't do that. If the Ravens can get a lead, I think they have a chance in this game. But if the Titans get out to a lead, that game's over. They There will be no catching up. I think it goes kind of both sides on that one. I think whichever team kind of gets the lead, they can make the other team play outside their comfort zone. And at that point, the game's kind of over. I don't see one of these teams mounting a double-digit comeback to win a game here late. I've watched watched Tannehill do a double-digit comeback. I have never – I've seen Lamar do it zero times. That's fair. I don't think he's ever came back for more than 10 points down. I also think Baltimore is also much more comfortable for playing ahead, and they're kind of front runners against that bad defense. They could put up a lot of points in a hurry against the Titans at this point this year. And so I, I think it's very interesting. And you could also see if the Titans get down, teams are more likely to play a too high safety and saying, yes, run the ball. You're not going to be able to come back by running the ball against us down double scores at the same point with that. So we'll kind of see what happens here. Um, I'm taking the Titans as well just because until Lamar Jackson wins a playoff game, I'm just going to have to wait and see kind of deal. So – and I just think the Titans, I like Vrabel a lot. I think he's a really good coach. I think he does a good job over there with them, and the guys really relate to him a little bit. I'm not saying Harbaugh is a bad coach. I just really like the advantage of them playing at home. I'm not sure why they're three-point dogs at this point. It don't make a whole lot of sense to me, which means they're going to lose by 10. I'm going to be completely dumbfounded. Yeah, it's because the Ravens are hot right now. They've won four in a row, and they beat the Bengals, who are a really good team, 38-3. So <laughs> I put a lot of stock in those Week 17 wins. Yeah, the Bengals who don't even have Joe Burrow playing at this point. So, yeah, not great. That's probably um, why they picked the Chargers to win the division next year. Their week 17 went over the Chiefs. <laughs> hey, they, they went 4-0 in the year. The Chargers did. So, they're hot going to next year. They'll be the hot pick with whoever they have as their head coach. We'll get into that. That's another podcast, though. Whoever the Chargers hire. Um, Jason Garrett? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Okay. We'll go to the NFC real quick for the first-round games over there. NFC, not as intriguing to me as the AFC matchups are, um, just because there's a couple of bad teams that made the NFC playoffs, or I guess average teams that made the playoffs in the NFC. We'll start here with the 2-7. Uh, Drew Brees and the Saints playing Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. The Saints are a 10-point favorite in this one. Um, what do you think in this one? I had to fight myself to not bet it on the Bears. I honestly think the Bears are going to win. But I can't make myself put money on it. Oh really? Okay. And why? Why? I just want uh, to. <laughs> I think the Drew Brees is washed. I've been saying this all year. That's He's fair. He's looked a lot better the last couple of weeks. But if you can force him to throw the ball deep, not having Roquan Smith is going to be a big deal for them because Roquan yep. Smith could have negated Alvin Kamara a little bit, which is why I didn't place the bet. If Roquan Smith plays, I bet on the Bears. But since he doesn't, I still think Kamara will be enough of a factor. I think the game will be closer than 10 points, though. I think I that, take I th- the cover. I th- the one thing that scares me here is which Mitchell Trubisky going to get. Because he's been 
okay here recently. I think they've done enough to scheme to make him look a lot better than he actually is the last few weeks. But can you do that against a good team no, with no, a no, really no. good pass rush in the playoffs? Devin, you got it wrong. Go check the weather the last four weeks for Mitch Trubisky. It's been warm. Cold weather Trubisky, bad. Decent weather Trubisky, okay. it's all right. And where have they been playing? I, I haven't really looked. I haven't paid a whole attention to the Bears uh, because I don't. They've been they played in Chicago, but it's just been nice. It has okay. been cold. And they are playing in a dome, which also helps Drew Brees out um, as well, not to play in the, in the weather, which is why I think the Saints are kind of screwed next week if they have to go. Oh, they're at home next week, too. Dang it. So, never mind. They'll be fine next couple of weeks, I think, as long as they don't have to go anywhere in the playoffs. That's really because of a disadvantage there with Drew Brees. Um also, I like Matt Nagy yeah, a lot I think, still. I don't. I'm not. I wasn't. I didn't understand the fire Nagy things in the middle of the year. It's like he's quarterbacks that are not good, and he's going to win, be 500 again, with some bad quarterbacks. He's making it look decent. I understand where it, I understand where it comes from. I don't think it's right, but to me, it's similar to the Andy Reid scenario at the end of Philly, where it's like, yeah, this guy's probably good, but is he good here? And Chicago's kind of cursed with quarterbacks. That's fair. I'm just kind of looking at the Bears here. They got rolled by the Texans. I didn't know that. Okay. No, they beat the Texans. Never mind. Never mind. I look at the schedule wrong. Score wrong. Oh, so they lost the Lions, but since then they beat the Texans, Vikings, Jags, and Packers who were lost to the Packers. So, yeah. I mean, Packers came out and played really well last week. It's tough. And they're the one seed in the NFC for a reason. So, we'll see with the, with the Bears. I don't think they beat the uh, Saints, but I think the Saints – with the way they are constructed now, the Bears have a better chance just because it's going to be a defensive battle more than anything else. Um, and I'm, I think you're going to see a lot of taste Yeah, And I think Kamara right now, they're saying it's a game day call due to the virus protocol. So it's a game day decision whether he'll play or not, kind of if he gets through the protocols and everything, which we don't know how all that works in the playoffs. So we'll see. I think he's going to play, though. I think NFL kind of wants him to play. But we'll see um, where it kind of goes with it. Oh, yeah, if, if Kamara doesn't play, I pick the Bears. Okay, that's, that's understandable. How much do you think Taysom Hill plays in this game? Okay, we got Luke back here. Um, okay, Luke, so how much do you think the Saints are going to use Taysom Hill in this game to kind of supplement their offense, maybe get a kickstart? Um, I don't think they'll use him at the beginning. I don't. I think that it'll come to the second half and the Bears will kind of shut down their offense. I think this becomes a lot more apparent if Kamara doesn't play as well. Um, they're going to need a running game, and without Kamara, they got Latavius Murray, solid but not great. And then after that, I couldn't tell you who their third string is, but he's a third string guy in the NFL for a reason, so he's probably not going to be very good. Um, and then that'll lead to bringing Taysom Hill in and trying to get creative. And it'll be interesting to see if that works. Uh, Taysom Hill's been pretty solid this year, obviously, as a starter. Um, but going back to that role where he does just random things, will he excel again or will he kind of fall off because he got used to being a quarterback? Um, I think that really the game depends on if Kamara plays or not, to be honest. Um, if Kamara plays, he's just too much. Uh, he's He leads. He also leads the charge in running backs matter. Um, but he's kind of a receiver too, so he kind of kills the whole argument entirely, to be honest. Him he's a better receiver than a running back. Him and CMC, Christian McCaffrey do the same thing kind of there where they're such good receivers at the backfield. It adds to their specific value to a team, everything like that. And also, 
We've heard running backs matter more on this podcast today than we have in a long time. So there's that. Um, yeah, so the top four guys in, in rushing this year for the Saints, uh, Kamara at 9.30, Murray at 6.50, Taysom Hill at 4.50, then Ty Montgomery at 101. I, I remember Tyron Montgomery fumbling a kick. That's it. That's the only thing I know from his career. He got cut by the Ravens. Well, he was the guy. Well, he got cut by the Packers, then picked up by the Ravens yeah. after he fumbled. Well, he was the guy who was a receiver. They switched to running back. He was wearing 88, running the ball in the backfield. It was really weird. The Packers there for a couple of yeah. yeah so yeah. But yeah, I think he's their their next guy up, I think. So I think they signed him this past week whenever their entire running back room was in COVID protocols. So like, hey, you can kind of run the ball. Come play for us for a week. And he did. So I think he still still might be there just as insurance. He, he is kind of like a JD Camara, so that makes sense. Yeah, it works. He's a receiver who can also run the ball. So yeah, so that's the Saints and Bears. We're we're both taking the Saints, but Luke reluctantly kind of deal. Okay, now we are on the second NFC game. Rams, Seahawks is a six versus a three. 3.30 or so on Saturday on Fox. Seahawks are a three-point favorite in this one. Not sure if it's going to be Wofford or Goff. Uh, there for the Rams is going to be Wilson for the Seahawks. What do you think in this game? Uh, I think that your guess is as good as mine, Devin. This game could pretty much go any way, shape, or form, and I would not be surprised. Yeah, I don't know because the Seahawks aren't playing good right now. They're just not. I'm not sure what's up with Wilson in that offense, but it's just anemic right now. And usually I just like, okay, better quarterback, whether it's Goff or Wofford, I'm taking Wilson. That's where I'm probably going to end up on this game. But Wilson's not been playing great the last half of the year. Um, the offense has just not done a whole lot. I think the defense has gotten better there for Seattle. But the expense of their offense completely laying an egg here recently. So I'm leaning Seahawks just because my usual thing is trust the better quarterback in the playoff game. But the Rams also just know how to play against Seattle. They play each other two times a year, every year. The Rams always give the Seahawks fits. So it should be really interesting to see how this game kind of plays out. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I actually think the Rams compete better if Wofford plays. I don't Only think you're crazy. Of the fact of they do play two times a year, and Wofford brings a dynamic that's like, okay, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't really done that yet. So that's a diff- that's definitely interesting. And if Goff does play, he's com- he's kind of dealing with an injury at the same point, so he won't be 100 percent either at that point. So I think you know, isn't a hand injury? I believe I don't. I have no idea. I can't remember what it is with Goff there. Um, yeah, the Rams. And the, you also have Aaron Donald playing against the Seahawks O-line, which is always just kind of fun because he's an absolute animal. He was one of the two unanimous all-pro players this year, along with Travis Kelsey, a tight end for the Chiefs. Um, and he is every bit deserving of that because he is an absolute animal on the inside. Yeah, I just – he's good. He's very good. <laughs> Analysis. That's, that is the analysis. That's all you can do. He's the best player at his position compared to everyone else in the NFL. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think right. I think the gap between him and Buckner, or Hayward, or Hayward, Hayward, or Jones is bigger than what it is for Kelsey versus a Waller or a Kittle, who's health, healthy at that point. The gap's just bigger because he's just that good. It's just it's terrifying to watch him play. Yeah, it's. He literally makes the team well. 
Like, if they didn't have Aaron Donald right now, I think the Seahawks buy a fixing I mean, yeah, you got Donald and Jalen Ramsey can match up with DK Metcalf. Physicality on the outside gives the Rams a fighting chance here. They got star power. I mean, that's just the biggest thing. I'm. Which one are you leaning with here at the end for the final kind of vote here? Uh, I think I'll go with the Rams. Okay, I am. I think that's the first one we've actually disagreed on, which is weird. Um, I think we both come decently chalk here. Um, what's everybody else? Let me just write these down real quick. So I'm taking the Rams, and you. I'm taking the Seahawks. You're taking the Rams. And then the last game here, uh, the four versus five. Both five teams are actually favored in this one uh, for this first week. The Buccaneers at the seven and nine football team. Uh, the Bucks are an eight point favorite here. Um, what do you think about this game? I, if you're a betting person at home, go on whatever site you use and absolutely hammer. But I'm, I'm giving the guarantee the lock, which means that you're going to lose all your money. <laughs> but I don't see any way that the Redskins keeps this game within eight points. They're going to get pressure on Tom, and I understand that. But Tom Brady's going to score about at least 17 points. And that would cover. The Redskins are going to score about six points in this game. It will be ugly. It will not be a fun game to watch. If Alex Smith was healthy, I would give them a fighting chance. But Alex Smith on one leg or Tyler Haneke is going to be a disaster. I understand what you're saying, and I think you're right. But I will be rooting for ever, every fiber in my body for Alex Smith to upset Tom Brady in this playoff game. Oh, me too. Every fiber in my body is rooting for Alex Smith in this game and for him to squeeze out 20 points and upset the Buccaneers because that defense is just enough to win the game. Yeah, I think if the, somehow they got to 20, they would have a chance to win. But I also think that with a week to prepare and you're coming off playoff and you get playoff top, that ball's going to be out in 0.5 seconds. They got Godwin, they got Brown coming into his own. It could also be really – the Bucks could score a lot of points too. Like I just think that that game's not going to be close. And if it is close, it's going to be like – Six to three, and then you just know that the eventually the the football team's defense will get worn down, and it's like, and just the Buccaneers will scrape twenty four points up together and just be enough to win by two scores. And it's like, dang it, I don't even think the Bucks are even that good after this game, but they still end up winning because the football team has just no no juice. I mean, they're seven I and nine. I think that the Redskins would give every single team favorite troubles except for the Packers, who aren't playing this weekend. I think that Drew Brees would struggle against that pass rush. I think that, obviously, I think that Tom could struggle. Who's the three seed? I'm drawing a blank. Seahawks. Oh, Russell Wilson would struggle against the pass rush. Like, that's just, it beats good quarterbacks for a period of time. And then eventually the quarterback's like, okay, I'm just, if you give me the block for like three seconds on one play, I'm going to score a touchdown. That's fair. And just, I also, Chase Young is very good for a rookie. I um, mean, coming out of Ohio State, he's just he's just a freak athlete. Like, just looking at him, he looks like he was built in a laboratory. It's ridiculous. All right, Dev, I'm going to give you a scenario. Go ahead. The, the Redskins call the, uh, the Houston Texans, and they say, you can have Chase Young, you can have our first this year, you can have our first next year, and you can have, let's say, a second this year. What do you say? Wow, that's a lot, but I think it might be worth it for Deshaun Watson. And if you're Houston, you'd have to rebuild your franchise completely anyways. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, it'd be tough that's a, that's a lot. Sides. I couldn't. I don't know if I could see myself parting with Deshaun Watson if I have him. Yeah, I know. I don't know if I could give up to Chase Young and multiple picks, but you know Deshaun's the guy if you get him. So yeah, and at that point, if you're Washington, you're like, hey, we're giving these picks up because we know we're going to be good at this point. So our picks are going to be in the twenties and not the top ten. So you're yeah. really giving up one top two pick, and then you're giving up some later first rounders. Um, and you made the playoffs with Alex Smith, who's a great story, but this year has been at best average. He's been hasn't turned the ball over. He's, yeah, been, he's the been the only non-disaster at quarterback for him. <laughs> yeah, and then you started Dwayne Haskins for half the year, and you still made the playoffs. Like, come on. And Kyle Allen and Heineke. I mean, it just it's not good. I mean, Alex Smith, I mean, their quarterbacks this year were 16 touchdowns to 16 interceptions under 4,000 yards passing. Pretty good. But also, their defense is really good because their defense has given up 3,400 yards passing, 21 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. So they've also turned That's the other insane. quarterbacks into worse quarterbacks than they're putting out there, which is it's, it's crazy how good that defense has played this year. Also... Ron Rivera is an absolute adult and a great leader for him, and I love that for Washington going forward. Him and Alex Smith just stabilized the organization, which is what you needed in Washington at the time, which is great. I cannot believe that that team made the playoffs. Like, that still blows my mind. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, when Carson Wentz falls apart, Dak gets hurt, and they hire Mark McCarthy, and then the Giants are just the Giants. I mean, it, that division is so overhyped every year. It's ridiculous, and it's just annoying. I get they're big markets, but it's so annoying. As much as I don't like Dak, it's literally a no-brainer if he doesn't get hurt the Cowboys make playoffs this year. Yeah, I think they get destroyed in the first round because their defense is terrible, but it doesn't matter at this point. I don't know. The Bucks game, that would be fun. That would, see, that would be a much more fun game. No, because than... I would not have made a root for <laughs> I had to root for Dak Prescott to win a playoff game or I got to root for Tom Brady, and either one of those is just not great for me and my brand. I'm at the point in my life where now if Tom Brady wins, I just get a rub in your face more. So a Tom Brady win is a win for me. I, I just want to hold it against him. At, I don't care if it's age 43, he loses to one-legged Alex Smith on a 7-9 team in the playoffs. I would love that for the rest of eternity. I know it's not going to happen for me, but it would be a nice little Christmas gift to me. And it would start 2021 off to a really good start for me. Not going to lie. That's just me rooting, like, selfishly. But I, 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 but I do think the Bucks win this game, unfortunately. Okay, so we're just going to see who we think is going to make the AFC Championship game. Based on our picks, we would have Chiefs versus Titans and then Bills hosting the Steelers. What do you think of those two games, just quickly? Uh, I would take the Chiefs to beat the Bills. Or Chiefs to beat the uh, Titans. Titans. Uh, probably close-ish, like 10 points. Kind of like uh, last year? probably take the that's tough because I trust Josh Allen right now a lot more than I trust Ben Roethlisberger but I also don't trust Josh Allen more than I trust Ben Roethlisberger at the same time (laughs) I trust him to make a mistake and make a great play both more than I trust Ben Roethlisberger to do either one of those things and it might be in the same exact snap he does that he does (laughs) I think I'll take the Bills to win that one in just a crazy game okay and then you would have Chief and then you have Chiefs Bills in the AFC Championship, which would I would have as well. Um, and what do you think there? I do not think that the Bills have the defense to take away Patrick Mahomes for long enough, and that Josh Allen will make a mistake at some point. Uh, I'd probably take the Chiefs by 
Yeah, I think it's to be very similar. I think the Bills try to implement their for, the formula they used the first time against the Chiefs and dropping eight guys at the snap into coverage. And at that point, the Chiefs are just going to bore them to death with six, seven-yard runs and just win that game like they did in the first matchup. And the Chiefs just do enough to stop Josh Allen from scoring enough points, and they win the game. So I think it's going to be an anticlimactic game compared to what it could be just because the way the Bills are going to play the Chiefs on defense because – they're like, hey, we're just not going to let Mahomes beat us. And he's going to throw for 225 and be efficient, but not kill us over the top. And we'll just die by a thousand cuts instead of the one deep one. I respect it. It gives you a chance. I mean, you're not wrong. You have to give yourself a fighting chance. You you can't just, like, hey, you can't do what the Buccaneers did. And like, hey, we're going to try to blitz Mahomes and play single high safety and see what happens. We know what happens. Tyreek Hill goes for 200 yards in a quarter. Ask Baltimore what happens when you blitz Mahomes. You give up 30 and it just doesn't work. So they give themselves a fighting chance that at least. And Josh Allen just has to be better than it was the first time they played the Chiefs because he was not good in that game. But everyone forgets that when they talk about Allen for MVP. Um, and then the NFC side, let's see here. We would have – you would have Rams at the Packers and Bucks saints Oh, I think those will both be – no, the Rams-Packers game will not be a good game. <laughs> The Packers will kill them. <laughs> I agree. I, I think the Bucks Saints will be a good game because they played each other twice, and the Bucks got ran twice and hammered twice. It was great. They got hammered, but when you play a team the third time, it's always tough. I would take the Bucks. Ooh. I, I would still. I would take the Saints in a close game, but I don't think the I don't, I don't think the Bucks beat them. But we'll see. I think the Bucks just don't match up great with the Saints. So wait, if so, if the Seahawks beat the, so you have a different matchup. Yeah, I have Seahawks beat Bucks the Rams, Packers. so I would have Bucks Packers and Seahawks Saints. Gotcha. I like my See, matchups I better. The Bucks would beat the Packers. Also, in, in my scenario, my four quarterbacks in the NFC are Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, Wilson, four Hall of Famers probably. That's pretty good. I like that much better than putting Wofford or Goff in there personally. It is. It is more climatic. It's more exciting. Mm-hmm. But Wofford, what I mean, if Wofford just goes to the Super Bowl, it's very Nick Foles esque. It's very Rex I, Grossman. <laughs> Which I remember Rex Grossman's name for the first time today because the NFL tweeted something out about the Bears beating the Saints how many years ago to go to the Super Bowl, and Rex Grossman was playing quarterback. I was like, wow, I forgot about him completely. Um, yeah, I mean, if Rex Grossman can do it, Mitch Trubisky can do it. It's <laughs> um, fair. Uh, so my my NFC Championship game, I would have Packers versus the Seahawks. The Seahawks upsetting the Saints in the second round just because I don't think Drew Brees is very good. And the Seahawks, I don't really think they're that great, but I think they have two decent matchups here to get to this NFC Championship game to play the Packers, just having the better quarterback. I'm just concerned about which Packers team shows up. That's fair. Uh, if one that gets smoked by the Bucks, or is it the one that has beaten pretty much everybody else? Mm-hmm. And that's actually and honestly fair. I just Rodgers is so good. It's it's so hard for me to bet against him. But I would have Bucks Packers. I think I would take the Bucks. The Bucks are if bad. it's the Saints Packers there because the Bucks are kind of a bad matchup with the Saints, where I could see the Saints beating them. I think the Packers would roll the Saints. Yes. But I think that the Bucks are a bad matchup for the Packers just because they got the corners to play man. You can take away Devontae Adams and you can't run the ball against them. So. That would be an interesting thing. 
Uh, plus, Jair Alexander can only take away one receiver, and the Bucks have plenty of good ones going around. So, so you would have Green Bay Tampa in your NFC Championship game. I have Green Bay versus Seattle. That'd be a fun one. Your game would be a fun one. Yes, it would. I think because my final four quarterbacks at that point would be Mahomes, Allen versus um, Rogers, Wilson. I think that's the best four best quarterbacks in the league. Sands, Deshaun Watson is a disaster in Houston. So. I think it's a lot of fun. I like yeah, to watch good quarterbacks I, play. I would actually take my boy Brady over Wilson right now just because he's been bad. That's fair. I won't agree, but it's fair. <laughs> I know you won't agree, okay. but I'm right. Okay, then who do you have in your Super Bowl then right now? I have Chiefs Bucks, which would be the best, most entertaining Super Bowl that can you can come up with. Um, I disagree as a State Farm Employee, I am going with the State Farm Bowl with the Chiefs and Packers. <laughs> now I can't trust any of your answers. I think you're just answering for your company. I will say this. We did a bracket thing at work, and we did two of them. The first one we actually think is going to happen, and our picks and everything like that. And the second one, we just had each one of us flip a quarter for each game. And we had some weird things. I think Washington made two, different, two of the Super Bowls in my office, the four teams. It was crazy watching the coin flip. But my coin was perfect. Because my AFC Championship game was Chiefs versus the Browns. So, yes, I had Indy beating Buffalo in the coin flip round. It was great. Um, so, Chiefs-Browns on the AFC side. And I think it was Green Bay versus – it might have been New Orleans or Seattle on the NFC side. Like, I had almost completely chalk. And then I had Chiefs-Packers in the Super Bowl doing coin flips. It was great. So, I'm going to win my bracket challenge in the, in the pool. Because we're just going to combine our two brackets and then take the total points. So I have Chiefs-Packers in both of them. So and it's when the be Packers great. lose to the Bucks in the next round, if the Seahawks win, you're going to be screwed? I'm going to be very screwed. No, but at the same no. point, I think, in, I think in the other three brackets, Washington beat Tampa in every one of them, so it won't hurt me that bad. Oh, no, you got lucky on that one. I got very lucky. I'm going to win that. I'm going to win the 20 bucks. It's a total <laughs> fool. So move for me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what we have there for our picks. Um who you got, KC or Tampa, for to win the Super Bowl? Uh, I got the Chiefs. Okay. So we both have the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Um, just over different teams there with you at Tampa and me and Green Bay. So I went, I went more chalk. I just think quarterbacks kind of rise above there in the playoffs. So that's why usually the top quarterbacks get the higher seats. I mean, we've seen it for years with Manning and Brady and Breeze and all those guys usually get the higher seats, get a home field, and it's tough to beat those teams on the road in the playoffs. Even without fans, you still got to go to Lambeau. At this point, you got to go to Arrowhead to beat those teams, and that's just tough to do. Yeah, I think that without fans, though, it does negate some of that. Yeah, I think so. I think it is a little bit. I think it's more matchup-wise, like the Saints. You want Drew Brees playing in a controlled environment, not throwing the ball in the cold. Yeah. Same for even like even if Philip Rivers, if they had some more home games in the playoffs, it's really important for them because he could play indoors in a controlled environment instead of going to Buffalo. And if they happen to win that game at two Kansas City, it's just a tough road for them to go through um, weather-wise just for the weak-arm quarterback at this point. I think that is a bigger impact in these playoffs than just, say, just a flat-out road game going to the Dome is tough playing in New Orleans. Usually tougher with fans than it is without. Same goes with playing in Lambeau in that situation. Going forward. And then real quick, I don't know if you saw the first team, all pro teams. Um, anything that kind of stuck out to you in general? You're going to have to repeat that. Um, the all pro teams, anything that kind of stuck out to you that you thought were snubs, 
or anything that was kind of major. I didn't think there was a whole lot. Uh, uh, the only thing that I thought maybe was Jair Alexander. Uh, but Ramsey and Howard have both been really good, so mm-hmm. no. Uh, I think that there should be maybe a couple more. It's like maybe a third corner because three corners usually play. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were three but, safeties because there was a tie for the second safety between Fitzpatrick and Buda Baker, and Tyron Matthew was the first safety. Yeah, which kind of surprised me. I'm not going to lie. But I, I was a little bit too. He had 19 votes. The other two had 18. And then Earl Thomas, I think, had 16 or something. Like he was 14 maybe. He was really close for that. Earl Thomas? Yeah. He doesn't even play. He was the next closest safety, followed by Jesse Bates of Cincinnati. I bet that made some people mad. Yes, it did. It was enjoyable to watch that. <laughs> the backup, the second team corners were Alexander and then Tredavious White for Buffalo. Um, all those guys are really good. So, that's. I mean, unfortunately, Ben Neiman did not get linebacker. He did not get the votes. Um, <laughs> you know I hate Ben Neiman. It's okay. Uh, the first team linebackers: Fred Warner, Bobby Wagner, and Darius Leonard. All guys who are well deserving. Beat out yeah. Devin White, Mario Davis, Levante David, and Roquan Smith. Tampa's linebackers are very good, and it makes me very sad. Yeah, I think that David should have been on there, but and he was actually the third of the. He actually tied Roquan Smith for the last spot at linebacker. He was behind Devin White for Tampa, even. Devin White can just do so many things. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Which is another thing. If Alex Smith plays, running backs getting open. You don't have Devin White, so that's fair. Alex, Alex at this, especially at this point, he's definitely, definitely checked down Alex even more to yeah. extreme than it was in the past. Um, when, well, when you're on one leg, it's hard to throw very far. It's fair, and you're kind of terrified. Well, in his defense, his first game back was against the Rams. Yeah, and he got sacked six times. <laughs> Something like that. His first pass was a check down, so that was par for the course. Um, <laughs> The receivers' top three were Devontae Adams, Steven, Stephon Diggs, and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek just barely edged out uh, DeAndre Hopkins for the Cardinals. Also, Justin Jefferson got on there. Then there's a three-way tie for the last spot between Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, and Cole Beasley for Buffalo. That surprised me. He was really good towards the end of the year, though. Yes, I'm kind of surprised A.J. Brown didn't get a single vote because he's very good, but... There's, there's also so many. There's so many receivers. That's so hard. Yes, it's very hard. I mean, Justin Jefferson was great this year in Minnesota. So is Adam Thielen, though. He's on the same team. He's also very good. I mean, there's just a lot of really good receivers um, going around there. There was no second team tied in because Travis Kelsey took all the votes for first team. So sorry, Darren Waller, you don't get to be a first All Pro this year at all. And then also the one thing at quarterback. Um, Aaron Rodgers got 46 of the 50 votes, and then Allen and Mahomes both got two apiece to tie for second team All-Pro quarterback. I see that. I, I think that you're going to get a little bit of the Mahomes-LeBron thing where it's like, all right, we're not voting for him every year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, of course, the end of the year hurts Mahomes because you watched him suck against the Falcons and then not play Week 17. So yep. recency bias probably killed him there too. It is crazy that he was the MVP front runner. Won 10 straight games, and it's probably going to finish like third in the voting. It's weird. Yeah. It's very, it's very, very weird. Um, I am not opposed, though, that the LeBron James of the NFL is now on my football team. I really enjoy that. And he has the stuff around him to actually 
be the favorites going into the championship game where if he could play there, he's the favorite and not playing the Warriors. <laughs> it's great because he has Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. Uh, I saw this today from um, Harrington down at 810, I believe, here in Kansas City. Um, he put the over-under and Hall of Famers in this current team, including the coach, at four and a half. So I think the guys he was thinking was Andy, Patrick, Kelsey, Hill, and Matthew. The five guys he was thinking right now could be future Hall of Famers. I'd take the over and give me Mitchell Schwartz. Schwartz was another person that kind of got brought up. Um, it's just it's really tough for a lineman, but I think he might have. The only thing that hurt him, he was snubbed a few times for a few awards that he absolutely deserved, and we'll see how well that ages 10 years down the road kind of deal. Yeah, um, you know, you also at some point might get um, Hartman as a returner if he ever amounts to that, but – yeah, I don't, I'm not high on that one. Maybe if Chris Jones stays on a tear of getting a bunch of sacks at the tackle and he's on three or four Super Bowl teams, be kind of hard to keep him off at ben that Neiman? point. No. Um, Hall of Famer, <laughs> Hall of Famer Ben Hall of Fame for the other team. Make other quarterbacks look like Hall of Famers each and every week. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Mahomes the shoe in, Kelsey and Hill. Uh, Kelsey the shoe in. I think Hill will. Um, the one thing that could keep Hill out is if he doesn't have the longevity. If he, does, if he gets, if he just falls off, and he has that off the field stuff that might keep him out for a couple of years. But he's gonna, I mean, he's gonna put the numbers up to be there. And then Andy's a shoe in as well. So there's three guarantees in my mind. And then Tyron uh, Math- Matthew, I think, in case. case coaching staff Spags might be in too. I'm not sure. We'll see. I mean, he's, I guess he's going to be defensive coordinator for three or four teams or one Super Bowls. Yeah. Wow. And he did it twice against Brady. It's quite, yep. quite impressive. I forget. He's a very good resident defense coordinator. I'm not going to lie. Um, and Tyro Matthew, one thing that's going to help him in his Hall of Fame resume, I think he's made three first-team All-Pros now at safety, one second team, a bunch of Pro Bowls. He's also was on the 2010s All-Decade team, which is going to be a huge feather in his cap for that. And if he can be the defensive leader of a dynasty on defense for the Chiefs for multiple years, he's going to be a shoe in at that point if they continue on this tear kind of deal. So, yeah, Tyron Matthew, very good football player. I was kind of surprised he was first-team All-Pro this year. Um, but he's also well-respected in the league, so there's that. Yeah, I just feel like I watched him, and for the most part he played really well, but he just had some moments where I was, like, confused. That's fair. And I think but he did have six shot. interceptions this year, which he dropped a bunch of interceptions last year. Um, so he kind of got those numbers up a little bit, so his stats look better this year. You know, I think he was a better player last year kind of deal. Yeah, he was a baller last year. I mean, he was good this year, but he was a oh, – last year was one of the best safety years I've ever seen. That's fair. I mean, he was – it was up there with prime Eric Berry play back there in the back end. I mean, he – and him patrolling the middle of the field and kind of overcoming some of the deficiencies the Chiefs have a linebacker is very special. Yeah, he's for as little as he is, he plays big. He's also just so smart, and he lets everyone know about it. And I love it. <laughs> okay, so that's all we have really there for the for the all. I mean, we're not going to break down why Wyatt Teller for the Browns was the right guard, second team All Pro. We don't know. We just yeah. don't know. I'm going to do that anyways, even if you ask me to. Um, I was happy to see Chris Jones got second-team All-Pro. I think he's been better than some of what Chiefs fans have thought this year. Um, I think Chiefs fans just kind of expect a lot out of their pass rushers because they 
used to watching Derek Thomas wreck people every play. And the Packers don't do that. They're like, what, what is he doing? What are we paying him for? Like, he's still really good. <laughs> like, he's just not Aaron Donald or Derek Thomas. Sorry. Yeah, no one probably ever will be for the Chiefs. No, that's why I have one of those conversations. Like, if you could bring any old ex-Chief on this team, it's like it's always Derek Thomas. No, it's Jamal Charles. You got that one wrong, but. Jamal Charles is up there. He is up. The, he's the one guy I, I think is up there just because younger Devin really loved Jamal Charles. Running backs matter. You're leading the charge. You're saying he's the second person you bring back. I mean, honestly, he'd probably be third um, behind Derek Thomas and Willie Rofe. Yeah, I'll give you that. Because <laughs> left tackles absolutely matter, and protecting Mahomes is my first priority in everything in life. True. So that's what we have. Um, I'm really excited for tomorrow's games. I guess you guys probably listen to this today. So today's games for the AFC. Again, it's on Saturday. The first game is Colts Bills at noon, and then it'll be followed up by Rams Seahawks and Buccaneers football team on Saturday, and then on Sunday it'll be Ravens Titans Bears Saints, and then Brown Steelers. The Chiefs will either know right away who they play. Next week, or we'll have to wait all the way till Sunday night to see who they play, just based on seeding and stuff. So if the Colts win, they'll know they'll play the Colts in the second round of the playoffs. If not, we'll have to wait to see which team they play going forward. Yeah, that's a win if the Colts win because the Chiefs will steamroll them. Yes, and I would, I would enjoy knocking Philip Rivers out of the playoffs one last time. <laughs> one more ride. <laughs> Because they've never played Rivers in the playoffs, so that'd be something different. Oh. I mean, because we both never made the playoffs because either we were terrible or they were like – we were both like 8-8, eight 7-9, eight, so we we're going to play each other in the playoffs anyways. Uh, yeah, I never even thought about us. Never playing him. No wonder we never won one. <laughs> That's fair. We always ran into Peyton Manning or Big Roethlisberger or, Peyton, or Tom Brady in the playoffs. Like, what is this? Or Mariota. <sighs> That one hurts so much. That one hurts me so much. Uh, that, one, that game was stupid. There were so many things that went wrong for the Chiefs that game. But, yeah, we got th- we got through this with some technical difficulties. Yeah. So we'll try to do this again next week. I'll have these picks written down. That way we can go back and see how dumb we are kind of going forward. I don't think we're going to be that dumb, though. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, this means that we're going to be absolutely dumb. When you think you got it right, you got it wrong. If you're like, ah, I don't know, and you grasp one, that's the one you get right. So that means just look forward to the Ravens, Browns, and Colts all winning this week to cause complete chaos in the AFC. And then the Uh, football uh, team, Bears, and Rams all win. All the lower seeds win this week, and just to give the Chiefs and the Packers buys to the Super Bowl so we can get the State Farm Bowl. (laughs) All right, there we go. We're running out of time. Thanks, guys.